Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, indeed. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Wong back at it after a great good neighbor tour to Northern California and Yosemite and all those parts there. With me this morning, again, Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Nick, good morning. Good morning, Denny. Welcome back. We we missed you. Well, thank you very much. It's always uh, nice to hear. I pre- uh, do appreciate Steve Thompson and John Hines helping uh, keep us on the uh, on track here on the rails uh, the last couple of weeks or so. Uh, I uh, thought about the show a lot while I was gone, believe it or not. Looking at the uh, traffic, uh, I'm thankful that uh, we don't have those situations. Now, this wasn't Los Angeles. This is San, San Francisco, and those areas are busy enough. I remember looking at a uh, uh, TV broadcast, watching the news, et cetera, from uh, Central California. I think they had a shot of some freeway in San Francisco. I can't be sure. And I know there are worse there areas like Houston, but I counted plus one extra lane, 13 lanes in one direction with oh, all boy. sorts of traffic filling those. <laughs> I thought, I'm very grateful I don't have to drive in those uh, those conditions. People do it every day. But uh, nonetheless, gas prices were around five fifty nine or so a gallon, diesel even more expensive. Uh, so another another reason to be grateful for our, our gas prices here. It's all relative, I know. But how's been business at uh, Lloyd's Automotive since we spoke last? You know, it's steady as always, as you as you know. I mean, we uh, got a lot of people, got their kids back off to school. We're starting to get a little rain today, which is nice. So people are probably using their wiper plates for the first time in a few months. They're going to see how well they work. Uh, but we're just, you know, leaves are starting to change a little bit. We're... Hope those are good reminders for folks to say, I need to get my car looked at before the next season. My tires, obviously, batteries, all those all those items that become a bigger concern come winter months. So we, we're getting our warnings now, so plan ahead. I was going to ask you about the tires. Speaking of that, just yesterday I was looking in my little booklet that I keep uh, track of, you know, oil changes and all that stuff. But uh, you guys at Lloyd's uh, put on my new tires, and I think it was about 25,000 miles ago. And these are good tires. They're good Michelins. How how long should good tires last? Is it is it are there too many variables to, to give a number to that? There are. There's many variables. Um, so, the example, you have 25,000. I'm not sure the condition of your your tires, but, but my truck, which I'm sitting in right now, uh, I have 65,000 miles on these tires. 
And I'm thinking I'm going to get another another year out of them. I mean, there's you know, I still wow. and I plow snow with it. You know, there's enough tread left out of them um, that it, you know it's you know it's a big heavy truck, but you know the tires come they're, they're built differently, designed differently. You know, they're not meant for handling like you know on a, on a sportier vehicle. You know, there's a, a different need on the tire design. So you know, it, it really depends. But I would you know some of the sporty low profile tires you might only get forty thousand miles out of them. Um, some of the, you know, taller, uh, you know, SUV, uh, minivan, you know, your, your sedan, you know, your uh, regular passenger vehicle, you could, you know, some you get up to 70, 80,000 miles in some cases. So it, it really does vary quite a bit. I'm thinking too, and I know we're jumping the season here, but uh, I have not had snow tires uh, on vehicles for many years. I'm really thinking this may, this may be the year to do it. But again, you and I have talked about it uh, a lot storage ends up being, you know, if you have new wheels, new rims, as we used to say, uh, and uh, but you, you you need storage capability, right? That's the downside. That's the, everyone can, thinks about the tires, and, you know, we've gotten away from um, swapping the tires on the rims themselves. You know, we'll go back one step with the tires, and, you know, we've gotten away from, um swapping the tires on the rims themselves you know we'll go back one step there uh the tires really are not designed to be put on and off many many times and so usually what we recommend and as you touched on is having a set of wheels and tires as a set so you're rotating them um and you'll find there's also a bunch of other variables and reasons why there's a benefit to it but you're 100 percent right that people want to get these snow tires and they order up the, the wheels tire set and then they forget where they're going to keep them and we, yeah. we don't have the space to keep them or do really many, any shops. So just keep in mind, if you're looking, if you have a sportier vehicle, lower profile, and a lot of your peers or your dealerships recommending a winter set, it's a good idea on a lot of vehicles. Just make sure you have a place to keep them. Absolutely. Uh, let's get our listeners involved. If you have any kind of a car care question for Nick, uh, keep in mind that uh, Nick will take his leave in about a half hour, so we don't have a whole lot of time. But we'd love to hear from you sooner rather than later. Here's the number to get uh, your text or a phone call, for that matter, 651-461-9226. And, Nick, here's a text before we take a quick break. Good morning, Nick. It says, I have a 2005 Honda Accord V6 engine. Am I doing any harm to my vehicle if I let it run for an hour with the air conditioning on at my work while on my lunch break? Thank you. Love your professional advice. Well, what about that? I don't think you're doing any harm. I mean, that's, uh, you know, cars cars run most inefficiently at idle. So, you know, keep in mind that you're burning a lot more fuel. I don't know your workplace. You know, maybe it's the only place you can get away. You know, it's your your uh, your environment. So, obviously, you're not hurting the car. It's wasteful of fuel for sure. So, if you had an alternative where you could sit someplace cool, I would might choose that. But uh, I think the car will be just fine. All right. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back on the other side. We have more questions to get answered here. If you need to bring in your vehicle for service, but you want to know what could be ailing before you do a little more information you can be armed with, call Nick, text Nick, either way, 651-461-9226. More rain on the way for the Twin Cities and surrounding area right now in the Twin Cities. 66 degrees. Stay with us. Another good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here, along with ASE Certified Technician Nick Stoffel, 
who runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Nick, for those that may need uh, you guys, your help there, uh, where do we find Lloyd's? Yeah, so if you ever have a question, need some advice, feel free to give us a call, uh, 651-228-1316. If you happen to be walking down Grand Avenue, as, as you know, Denny, uh, that yellow brick green awning building in the corner of Grand and Chatsworth, we didn't say hi. And if you want to check out our website, we'd like that at lloydsautomotive.net. I'll be doing that very thing here real soon on uh, a couple of vehicles, and I was told that uh, Trooper Tony will be calling you guys, too, to get his personal vehicle taken care of. So uh, you'll be seeing the Long family there uh, coming up uh, pretty quickly. Uh, In the meantime, uh, we're answering questions, uh, car care questions, as usual, as we do every Saturday. Nick's going to be with us till just about 7.45 when Jack Farrell steps in. So call us or text us. Speaking of phone calls, I think uh, Nick Bill is calling in this morning from Elk River with a question. Thank you, Bill. What's your question for Nick? Yeah, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I've got a car that will be uh, not driven for seven months. It will be sitting in my garage. Uh, how do you, what do you recommend to prepare that car to sit idle for seven months? I think the biggest, two biggest things is if you have the ability to put a battery tender on the battery to kind of, it's a maintainer. It doesn't charge the battery, but helps it keep its state of charge which could be helpful and help that battery survive the, the storage. And then put some of the additive in the fuel, some that's stable, and, you know, run it through the car. Let it, you know, make its way through the engine and, uh, and all the working parts there. So I think you do those two things. Um, you know, a cover might be nice to keep the dust off of it, but that, uh, I think that should be sufficient. What about the tires in that case? You know, over the years, we've always had different opinions, you know, get them up off the ground, uh, overinflate them. I think if they're at, at recommended pressure, uh, you know, storage in, stored in a, a decent place where it's away from any moisture or any, anything like that, I think you're just fine. I, I don't think you have to go anything above and beyond that. All right. That's good news. Good question. Texter says this, Nick. Uh, they have a uh, 2012 Ford Edge that makes a clunking noise when the front goes over even small bumps in the road. Says, my repair shop has looked it over and not been able to find anything wrong. Any ideas what that noise could be from a clunking noise when the front of the car goes over even small bumps? I I will say from personal experience, uh, you know, your friend Dan and I have had many adventures down alleyways and uh, rough roads and, you know, driveway aprons, trying to isolate and find noises. So stick with your repair shop. Um, It's just a matter of um, having the right person at the right place uh, and just finding it. You know, I mean, ball joints, tie rods, sway bar links, sway bar bushings, struts, strut mounts. could be a brake caliper. could be a – I mean, there's probably a dozen different things that could create a a noise or a rattle or a clunk, Um, and sometimes pinpointing that can be very – very trying. So I would stick with them, uh, ho- hopefully with a little bit of patience, and they can not just duplicate it, but isolate that noise and get that handled for the for the texture. Well, as you know, fall uh, came in this morning, and I'm thinking not, to, again, to push the season here, but you mentioned at the top of the show, Nick, uh, we should start thinking, if not already, about uh, getting our cars, our trucks, our vans prepped for the coming fall and winter. What what at least what are the, the a couple of things that we should be doing before winter hits? 
You know, it's, um, you know, look in your owner's manual. Yeah, think of yesterday's. I mean, you, you know, the tires, the wiper blade, the battery, uh, the antifreeze. Um, start thinking about if you have a, a, a kit, a little bag you keep in the back in the trunk of your vehicle. Do you have a, a small shovel, blankets, you know, some of those things. And, you know, you don't think about it when you're hitting the road because you're busy. But if you plan ahead and you have an unfortunate situation where you're stuck or, stuck or stranded, you want to make sure that you're capable uh, of helping yourself. So, you know, not just the car, but like, you know, we got, we got to think ahead for ourselves also a little bit. Any kind of a car care question, uh, you can call it in or text it. And keep in mind, Nick's going to take his leave in about 15 minutes. So I'd love to hear from you, either by phone or by text, 651-461-9226. Here's a texter who wants to save a few bucks. Can I just vacuum my cabin filter instead of always replacing it? What do you think about that? So you could knock all the big pieces off for sure, but the filtration that where the air sucks through there, it collects all the the pollen and all all the things you don't see, and that's why it changes color. So you you can't remove that. Yeah, if you get pieces of leaves in there and maybe have other things that come out of trees that have gotten collected in the filter, and you can knock those off for sure. But, you know, that's not really the issue. The issue is all the small particles that get collected in the filter and if you take a new filter put it next to that old filter you'll see a noticeable difference um and that's the key so no i mean you can you can try if you want for sure you know if you're capable of getting the filter in and out easy enough by all means uh but it's i don't think it's going to really do the same job all right uh just trying to save a few bucks but uh, for the most part i would wouldn't you say that nick that most or at least maybe many cars it's pretty uh, it's a pretty easy job a pretty easy do it yourself a job i know some can be a little more complicated but for the most part it's relatively easy is it not yeah i think if you're if you're handy enough and you have some basic tools if necessary um you know up back on the passenger side behind the glove box uh, sometimes there's even a, 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 a label that might tell you where it's located. So don't go after something if you're not comfortable. You don't want to break anything. Yeah, but for sure. If you're handy enough, it is easy enough, for sure. Let's grab a phone call. Nelson's calling in from Watertown uh, this morning. Good morning, Nelson. What is your question for uh, for Nick? Hi, fellas. It's uh, I got a 2007 uh, Chevy Malibu, and this summer, all of a sudden, one day, uh, the air conditioner quit cooling. The fan still worked, but it quit cooling. So I took it to a local mechanic to get an estimate. He said it needs a condenser, and he estimated it at 600 bucks. Now, is that within reason? You know, labor rates are different everywhere, obviously. And, you know, what kind of parts? A car has got a few years on it. It doesn't seem completely unreasonable. Keep in mind, when you do a repair to the air conditioning, you have to start with evacuating the system. Just in case there's any refrigerant left, you need to evacuate it, and there's some time associated with that. The condenser's on the front of the vehicle, up in front of the radiator. So on that car, I, I don't know if it's easily removed, if you're taking maybe a, a cross member out or the grill out or maybe part of the bumper. You know, cars are all a little bit different. And then you have to reinstall it, obviously, and reassemble it, and then you have to recharge it. So that it could take a several few hours to do the replacement plus the parts, refrigerant. So it can be costly. I, I don't think $600 seems completely out of the world. Um, so, you know, you can always get a second opinion, have someone else look at it. But I, I think they're probably shooting you pretty straight there. 
All right. Uh, thanks for the call, Nelson. Uh, appreciate it. Now, hang on, Nick. We're going to take a look at that forecast. We're expecting rain in some parts uh, parts of CCL and getting it right now as we speak. A look at that forecast and back to the show here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to the remaining minutes of our uh, car care show. Denny Long here, Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's on Move. Answering those uh, questions. Nick, we have a couple minutes to go in the show, and we do, of course, have more questions than time, unfortunately. We'll try it again next week. Let's uh, let's grab a couple of texts before you leave us. Uh, 2011, my 2011 doesn't say what vehicle, has lost its refrigerant due to sitting for a long time. The compressor won't engage, so now it won't allow me to add refrigerant. Is there any way to get the compressor to engage so I can add that refrigerant? Well, there's a do-it-yourselfer. Absolutely. There's uh, so, something missing there. Uh, we need to make sure we got power at the compressor that it'll cycle on. Um, because it should, even, even if it's low on refrigerant, the compressor will cycle on and off. But it should still start, get that pump working. You hook up your uh, refrigerant um, machine and you can, you know, it'll start to pull some refrigerant in. And once that process starts, you should be able to fill it up. So uh, the other thing, too, it shouldn't lose refrigerant by sitting it's a sealed system so there's a leak somewhere so you have to you know get it filled up and maybe make sure you add a little bit of dye and then you know run the system and try to isolate or find that source of the leak repair that so you don't end up losing all that refrigerant again okay uh this uh, tester has a check engine light on the code says uh, for the evaporator system issue uh, the vehicle is a 22-year-old minivan with 270,000 miles on it. They have a question, is it worth repairing this, or should I just ignore it? Well, it's always hard to tell someone to ignore a check engine light. Yeah. I do understand you get vintage and mileage and all that, but that's your only warning. So an EVAP issue, there's a, a something with the filler neck or something's causing a minor air leak, isn't going to cause any issues with the driving of the vehicle. However, if you develop a misfire or something else a little more critical, you won't have any warning. So maybe depends on what it costs to make that repair. If it's fairly inexpensive, I think it's probably worth it to keep, you know, keep knowing what's going on with your vehicle. If it's a very costly repair, you'll have to make that decision based on your, your budget. Okay. Uh, Texter says, what is a good injector cleaner if there is such a thing? You know, we, we touched on this last week, too. You know, additives are fine for maintenance. Um, they're not going to fix the vehicle. So if you have a problem with an injector where it's not operating properly or flowing properly, likely there's not a cleaner that's going to make that work as it was designed. Good maintenance, though. So I don't I don't have a certain brand that I, I would p- push you towards. I would maybe go to a parts store, talk with those folks, see if you can get a little read on it. Um, but yeah, the, the old line, you can't fix a car out of a can is true. You know, there's not a product you can buy that's going to add to the oil or to the fuel that's going to fix a problem you have, but good maintenance, keep it things clean, lubricated, working as designed. It doesn't hurt. Final question. What is the best way to clean the ventilation system on a car when the AC is off and fan is turned on, the air coming out smells very stale. What can you do about that? You know, when you remove the cabin filter, if you have the ability, uh, maybe you get another shop back. There might be a collection of some stuff at the base of that heater box that you can clean out. There are some products that we have used, too, that people have had similar concerns that you can actually go to the intake, which sometimes might need near the, the wiper cowl or maybe right under the hood at the 
firewall, a, a product that you can spray, and as the heating and cooling system pulls that air in, kind of fogs and kind of helps to neutralize some of those those items that might be smelling. So vacuum it out, clean it the best you can, maybe get a product you can run through the system to kind of freshen it up for you. And if you do need some extra help and you want to get in touch with Lloyd's Automotive, Nick, how do the good folks do that? Absolutely. Uh, as always, you know, we're there Monday to Friday, 7 to 6. If you have a question or need a little advice, feel free to call 651-228-1316. If you're on Grand Avenue, swing by and say hi, as always. And then if you check out our website, lloydsautomotive.net. Excellent. Nick, let's talk next week, and I'll probably see you one of these days. I'm looking forward to it, Danny. Thank you. All right. Thanks very much. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell's Wine Chat straight ahead here on News Talk 830-WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.